SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hour number two of Vegas Sportsbook Radio on Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Thrilled to be joining you from the KSHP studios in Las Vegas on a Monday. Brian Blessing, our buddy Stevie Slabshot, got a well-deserved day off. And one of our dear friends, kind enough to join us. We've done a lot of stuff with our good friend Dana Lane for many years. At Dana Lane Sports on Twitter, you can get his information at picks, pickdogs.com. Pickdogs, D-A-W-G-Z, pickdogs.com. Dana Lane is here. Thank you, bud, for jumping in the hopper. Good fun. You're going to stick around. We're going to do Vegas Hockey Online. Yeah, absolutely. We love the summer months. It's funny you would think uh, when we get there, when we do the, the hockey show, kshp.com, folks out of town, there's a listen live function. There's always something going on, even in the offseason. You're like, how the hell do you do a hockey show in August? Kevin Fiala avoided arbitration. Gets settles for $5.5 million for Minnesota. Good player. I don't know about the cap room for them. You know, He was the name our buddy Pat Micheletti said. Maybe he's a guy you got to look at moving. I still say Minnesota could be doing something. Calgary could be doing something. Vegas is always in on something. So... The hockey show. We'll have some fun. Looking forward to talking hockey with you. That's coming up a little bit. How was your weekend? Uh, It was a lot of football. You went and watched. Still married, I think. The replays of of all these games. And you and I were having like a little fun. Really? Because when we're in the middle of this, it doesn't seem fun. You're. Well, it's not fun on your end. I mean, I I keep hitting you over the head with the ball. I notice you don't turn the lights on anymore. Oh, no. This is nice. I like this. You get that little jazz vibe in here. <laughs> Only had a curtain between us. But you were, and rightly so, because I, I was perusing around looking for highlights and stuff. Justin Fields looked really good. Yeah, I think that you know you got to see what he does when teams start throwing different packages at him and stretching the field. But boy, I'm not going Lamar Jackson. But when he tucks it and run, and most young quarterbacks tuck it and run sooner than veteran quarterbacks, that kid's got some wheels, man. Well, not not only that. I mean, he is – you can feel the momentum change from a uh, – just from a team standpoint. I, I can't foresee a day, Brian, where Andy Dalton's the quarterback of this team. Even Andy Dalton, if you're taking preseason game number one, Andy, you know – was not good. There's no way, and I wondered about this too, as you're handicapping games, and of course we're on a 17-week season this year, as you're handicapping games, I wondered, you know, A, is there going to be 
maybe a pitch count. I know it's only one more game, but is there going to be a pitch count for these quarterbacks? And then B, how much – I mean, there are some back dynamic backup quarterbacks, not in Dallas, that are going to eventually get playing time. I mean, we talked about Denver. I mean, Brian, Teddy Bridge, Bridgewater is going to be the quarterback of this team. He gives them the most options. He can do the most things on a field. He doesn't make mistakes – when there's a hand in his face and there's a six or seven man rush. There's a lot of backup quarterbacks that are listed as the backup right now that I think it's one week, maybe two weeks before these dynamic kids just take over. And that's not the way it used to be. You know, you, you know, kids that used to come off of these college teams, you know, they would sit there for what, two or three years learning how to be an NFL quarterback. Now, rookies can play now. They can be impactful This is a completely now. different type of athlete that is coming into the NFL now. But, but Fields is so far week one with the right play calling for him, he was as good as anybody else this weekend. The one thing I think is pretty apparent, quality teams aren't playing their starters. They're just not going to. And it makes no sense. We've talked about this for weeks on end. San Francisco played their defensive guys a little bit. That, that's just, I'm just. No, no, no. So, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not a, across the board, but a lot of these teams, you're not playing anybody that matters. It, it makes no sense. Yeah. Plus, you've got an extra week to tack on to the regular season. And. These guys proved last year they can be up to snuff and ready to roll in the opener without playing nonsensical pregame, preseason games and exposing guys to injury. Okay, so when I tell you that Dak Prescott doesn't need a full camp, has nothing to I understand it, but you're talking about people that you're talking about guys being on the same page. I think that Dak can play the last preseason game and be good to go on in week one. See, I, I slightly disagree. I mean, the, dip, well, the you, difference. You're disagreeing with yourself. No, I'm not. Saying. No, I'm not. Dak Prescott's not out there practicing. He's he's running handoffs. He's not getting chemistry with his wide receivers. But this week, well, who does he need chemistry with? Well, Dana, you want to build up to a rhythm. I mean, these guys, just because they're not playing in a preseason game, in the opener, they're ready to go because they're lighting it up in camp. He's, he's got not, chemistry he's not with Past chemistry. Brian, we haven't done this show for a year. We, you know, we jump right into it. What are you saying? Practice means nothing? No, I didn't You're, say it meant nothing. I'm just saying. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204.
All right, we're back with you here, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Dana Lane at Dana Lane Sports in studio. You could just, you know, gloss over it, but I'll fall on the sword for being a box of rocks. I threw a Hoyt Wilhelm at our producer, Chris Bavona, back in New York. Went over that last segment a little bit there. My apologies. Seemed like he was all over it. No, no, he's he's good. <laughs> I got the, the nice. I got the pangs of guilt that I'm dealing <laughs> no, with. No, I understand. There is a there's a certain amount of perfection in both of us that we need to accomplish on a daily basis. Right? Yeah, and no, I had a I had a Vulcan mind meld there as a Monday. I understand. So I had a few days off at the end, it's like getting back up to speed. It's like not being at practice with and uh, not getting your timing with yeah, the wide I mean, receivers. I mean, what I just did, that's Dak that, that Prescott on the opening night against the Bucks. You know, yeah, we'll see. two for 31, four interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy, boy, would your night been <laughs> Hey, Mike Lewis from the Sun Coast is kind enough to join us. He uh, generally checks with us in on Monday. A lot of preseason football over the weekend, Michael. I stopped by to see you yesterday, and there was only the – I swung by to play some ponies and nice atmosphere in there, very relaxing, enjoying it. And the noise that was coming out, other than the occasional horse race, people were screaming and yelling. And I'm looking, I'm like, what's going on? And they were going nuts for the Carolina Colts game. People were going bananas for the preseason football game in the book. Yeah, yeah people want football. And, uh, you know, the first week of preseason is here or was here and uh you know it was like that all weekend uh, it started thursday and it just uh it permeated throughout the uh, whole weekend how about the way they bet the games mike is it, you know it's just another year football's back but now you got the be connected mobile app and all the stuff and in-game wagering and everything that's being offered do they continue to bet it like a pre unlike a preseason that we've ever seen no, there. I mean, there's a lot of action going on, and uh, you know, they, with the in-game wagering, they uh, take advantage of that. Uh, especially in preseason, you can really take advantage of, uh, well, you know, for how often teams uh, change their lineups, and you know, you bring in a new quarterback, and you can uh, possibly get uh, some good angles there. So, I mean, it's it, it gives you uh, more opportunity to uh, hit these uh, football games. Dana and I were talking in the first hour and on the phone over the weekend. Justin Fields looked really, really good. He really did. Uh, what are some of the other things that you saw? And what, what do you generally look for in preseason football? Maybe what were your takeaways from this first full week? Well, in the first week, I really don't take nothing away from it. I mean, uh, you know, the young quarterbacks are going to get their feet wet. But, uh, you know, they're also going against uh, mostly defenses without any starters and all defenses without a game plan because you know you don't game plan the preseason games you just you're going in and running your base defense and uh you're going to run the systems you run you don't game plan against other teams so um it's like uh the you know the quarterbacks are going against generic defenses so it's a little different this year too with only three uh preseason games here these coaches need to uh take a look at the young kids so It'll be interesting to see how many veteran players actually get some games. Do they get the games in week two, or do they use week three like they used to work, use week three? Or none. It, it, it's sort of, <laughs> or none. Or there's none. There's going to be quite a few teams that aren't going to. I mean, the Rams basically said their starters aren't playing at all. So, it's you know, I don't take a whole lot out of preseason. I really don't. I mean, 
you know, it, it's great that your rookie quarterback looks good, but you're also playing against a team that has zero game planning against what you're going to do. So it's it, it doesn't give you a whole lot. Uh, week one is going to be much different than the first three weeks of preseason. Yeah, Mike, I, I think from a handicapping standpoint, I mean, Yes, you don't take too much away from for a quarter from a quarterback that looks good, but at the same time, I don't. If you're in that scenario, I don't want my my top guys that I'm relying on to look bad either. I mean, it's so I think you take much more away from guys that look bad rather than what you do as far as guys that that look good. But Mike, I want to ask you going back to the sports book thing again. You know, you look at these stadiums around the around the league, and there's a lot of people that are happy to be back into these stadiums. I, I wonder, in you know, forgive me, I haven't, I don't really, uh, you know, for the preseason, I'm not really in books, you know, watching games. But is there a is that same intensity level from the stadiums the same in a book? Are people just so happy to be in a book watching football games? Is you know, do you feel that intensity, and, and does that reflect in the handle at all? Uh, it, it's intense to uh, for some people. Others take it as a season game, and they're just uh, they're happy that there's football and they're happy to watch it and everything. Yeah. But you know, in reality, you get to the fourth quarter and you're watching guys that you'd never heard of before, and uh, you know it, it, it's hard to uh, you know keep uh, you know that same uh, intensity up when you're watching guys that you know probably aren't going to be on your team anyways. But uh, you know they're happy football's back and. Uh, a lot of people rather watch preseason football than any other sport. Michael, you're a Lions fan, my friend. And I came home. I mean, I've got to get a life. I was in California and actually hid from it. I hid from the score. Taped the game. Came back, watched the Bills-Lions preseason game. I want to, you know, just keep an eye on it and see what happened. And, you know, I'm watching it from the Bills' perspective where they're playing backups. Nobody on defense played. Allen didn't play. But the Lions, Campbell made a point of wanting the starters out there. I'm not going to you know, sit there and drop an anvil on them, but it's the first-string Lions offense basically against a bunch of backups, and the offensive line wasn't generating much of anything. And Goff, I mean, his weapon's going to be Hawkinson all year long. That kid's a stud. But that first-team offense for the Lions looks like it needs a lot of work, pal. Well, you know, I'm, I already got it out there that, uh, you know, it's only one week of preseason, but I believe that the Detroit Lions are now on the clock. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> it, 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 it's it's, it's going to be a long year. I, I mean, uh, it, there really wasn't too much for me to look at. I already knew they don't have receivers. Uh, their number one running back wasn't in. Basically, I looked at the offensive line. That's supposed to be their strength. Uh, and I wanted to watch Sewell play, the number one pick. Uh, had a couple uh, rough first series, two, two plays. He, yeah, not all his fault, but he wasn't great. And then he played very well up until the last play that he played. You know, everything's coachable and everything's correctable. This is a guy that didn't play last year, so you're expecting, uh, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, growing pains here. But uh, I think... That's the one thing about preseason that, uh, you know, the young kids, I want to see the progression between week one and week two and then week two and week three. Yeah. I think uh, that, that that's what you can do. But as far as Detroit for the whole year, it's, it's going to be a long season. It really is. I mean, they just don't have any weapons on the outside. And this is a team that used to take a 
wide receiver every first, you know, every year in the first round, and you know it's going to be tough for them this year. And uh, you know, I guess they're going to be getting their uh, quarterback of the future in the next draft. Mike Lewis from the Suncoast, kind enough to join us on a Monday. More NFL preseason talk. We'll be right back to Vegas. It's Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. It's lunchtime. Don't forget our friends at John Smith Subs, 9701 West Flamingo. Tomorrow, buy one sub, get one free, any size sub. Uh, you will love it, and you can feed the whole family. If you're coming to Vegas, consider doing your fantasy football draft here. And the folks around here, they know about But you got to... Schedule that banquet room because it's unbelievable. 4955 South Decatur, the great gaming promotions. Kitchens open 24-7 over at Oasis. Vegas Sportsbook Radio, back to Vegas in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with your Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Hey, if you're coming in from out of town, you head downtown to the Golden Nugget. Swing by, see the big man, Tony Miller. Standalone book. They've got the mobile app down there. And the happy hours at the Cadillac Cantina. Uh, Pretty good stuff. And the chart house as well. Good food. Great atmosphere downtown at the Golden Nugget. Mike Lewis from the Sun Coast is kind enough to join us here on a Monday. Dana Lane at Dana Lane Sports on Twitter is in studio. Glad to be with you here on a Monday. And we send it back to Mike Lewis. I'm just curious, Mike. People see stuff and then it elicits a reaction. It's only week one of the preseason. But do you start to see season win totals, futures, odds to win divisions? Do those wagers start to escalate here with each passing day? Absolutely. I mean, you know, once they see the preseason start, they know football season's here, and uh, that's when they uh, most of the action on on that happens. Uh, especially season win totals, uh, people come flocking in. They know that being the preseason uh, is here. That you know, everyone has them uh, proposition bets up. So this is uh, really the time that we, we we see the majority of the money coming in on, uh, especially season win totals. No, like you watch the Bears game. Boy, it feels look pretty good. I mean, people run up and, yeah, I'm going to bet the Bears over. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, they're going to go over. I'm just saying there will be people that react to what they saw from the kid. Yeah, no, I mean, people are very reactive to what they see. And, uh, you know, more so in the NHL or in the NFL than anything, I think. I mean, you see it. A, a team looks dominant one week, and the next week all the money comes on that team, and, you know, you have to have a short memory in the NFL. It's you know these guys are professionals. If a team gets blown out one week, they, they they're going to come back with their best effort the following week. So uh, preseason, not so much. It's a whole different ball game in the preseason. But in the regular season, you, you see it all the time. You sit there scratching your head, saying, "Oh, this team looks so bad. How can they look so good this week?" Well, they're professional football players. Dana, let me ask you. I think you'll be different than most in this regard and then I'll ask Mike you're 
into baseball big time have been, you know, from we were clowning around before since spring training. Play it every day. Football comes back. Many people kind of wean themselves off baseball like it just ended. And, you know, I'm sure you continue on with baseball, but a lot of people don't. Scale back for sure. Scale back because, uh, especially in my business, we have to, you know, we have to gravitate toward, towards what the public wants. I mean, the bottom line is we're, you know, we're trying to make money. And for a probably a two-month period of time, and I'm sure it's kind of the same way uh, with Mike for in different ways, for a two-month period of time, nobody is talking about baseball until October starts. How big a hit does the baseball handle take, Mike? Oh, it, it, it drops. I mean, I think especially, you know, the, the, the people that are, you know, straight betters and trying to uh, – uh, make a buck in baseball if they're doing well, then people can stick and uh, stay and play baseball. But I think the everyday betters that are, uh, especially the parlay betters, they uh, they use baseball because it's the only thing going on. But as soon as football comes, uh, you know, all their all their attention really shifts to football, especially when football nowadays is basically five days a week. How about the numbers are up for the next week of preseason football? Yeah, how volatile are these numbers? Are they are they way more volatile than a regular season game? Like you'll you'll start to see some of these games run. They're volatile. I don't think they're you know are they more volatile than a regular season? Because uh, you know preseason limits are a lot lower than regular season, and you can be a uh, a lot more aggressive in moving uh, uh, moving these numbers rather than in the regular season. You know you see regular season uh, you know games will move a half point. Uh, uh, you know, you take one hit and they move it a half point. There's times that in a preseason game, you know, you'll you'll move a, a game on a hit a full point, maybe sometimes a point and a half, just because uh, you know preseason your uh, handle will be less than a regular season, but the limits are less. And uh, it's you know in the regular season also, you know who's going to play unless there's an injury. This is a whole different thing. I mean, you majority of the people that don't play are just coaches' decisions. They don't want to get hurt, and there's a lot more of them. Who else caught your eye, Mike, good or bad? And, and like you said, you don't take too much away from it. And the, the one thing is we know the game plans are so vanilla. And you watch the majority of these games and these backup guys, God bless them, all they've got in their repertoire are slants. It's slant routes and outs. You know, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I, as I said, I don't take much away from a lot. The one thing I did notice is, uh, uh, you know, up there in New England, Cam Newton didn't look like a real NFL quarterback, but uh, Mac Jones uh, looked pretty dang confident there in the uh, in the huddle and in the backfield and dropping back. I, I, I think you're going to see, uh, you know, I'm not sure how long Cam Newton's going to be the starting quarterback up there in New England. He just – Every year, you just you wonder what he's got left. And, you know, it's only a preseason game, but you couple that with what you saw last year. And I'm not sure if Cam Newton has very much left in that tank of his. Could he win this by week one? I, you know what? I I would not be shocked. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Mac if uh, if these two guys play the next two games and uh, the outcome is basically similar than it was in week one. And Mac Jones outperforms Cam Newton. You know, I, I, you know, you know, Bill Belichick won with a rookie in Tom Brady. Uh, I think he, uh, if he believes in Mac Jones, and he must because they they drafted him in the first round, which Bill Belichick don't do. 
I, I think he does. The crazy thing, Dana, I'm, I'm watching the first quarter of the Niners game and the Trey Lance kid, I mean, talk about making a splash. First pass, a good pass, kid dropped it. Next pass, he fires whatever it was, an 80-yard touchdown. Yep. Showed mobility. Numbers weren't like electric the rest of the game. But the eyeball test says, hmm, interesting. And then I'm watching the other side of the ball, all the stuff we're talking about. Tyreek Hill's out there running around, and the safety comes up and blasts him as a pass interference call. I mean, Hill just takes, you know, defenseless, gets blasted. Andy Reid's got Tyreek Hill out there running around. You're going, why? You know, when Hill and Kelsey are healthy, I mean, that's the best one-two punch in football. Different coaches have different approaches. Uh, get you kicked off a team in Carolina. But, you know, going back to that, too, that that is an interesting dynamic in San Francisco because, you know, there's a lot of guys that are still behind Jimmy G. But how long is it going to be before you go from, like, George Kittle – he loves Jimmy Garoppolo. That's all he can talk about. But how long and how uncomfortable does it get after at a point where you just know that the kid behind him is going to give you a better chance to win? Well, I would think, Mike, the luxury there, although San Francisco the last couple of years, since they were in a Super Bowl, you can make the case injuries just did them in. If they're healthy, that is a that very is a- deep very deep football team. They could be very strong in the NFC West. But if you're a good football team and you draft a quarterback that high and the quarterback you've got ahead of them is good and you've got a deep football team, it's kind of like, you know, the Packers had Favre and they were patient with Rodgers. Good teams have the luxury of letting a quarterback develop as opposed to getting a David Carr and throwing them out there and being a crash test dummy in Houston. You know, every team is different, and it's all about the opportunity and what the situation presents. Yeah, and the one thing with Trey Lance, I mean, I think he's got so much talent. I mean, you you can see it, but then again, you can see him missing passes where he just needs a little more grooming. I think if they can find a way, you know, he's going to get plenty of reps as a backup quarterback. He, uh, You know, I I think – for the future of the 49ers, if you can find a way just to, to put him on the bench and learn and get his confidence up and just get him more, his accuracy a little bit more. I mean, the sky's the limit for this kid. Uh, the, only, the one thing that concerns me about the Niners is how much turnover they had in the coaching. Uh, you know, they, they, they lose coordinators and position coaches. And, uh, I wonder how much uh, effect is, uh, that's going to ha- uh, take effect on uh, the Niners this year. I mean, that's a great point. I mean, the continuity with an offensive coordinator and a quarterback coach, when they stay with a quarterback, the comfort level those guys have, that's when their game really takes off. Yeah, a lot of times you see these young quarterbacks come in and they're on their third offensive coordinator in five years. It's no wonder they may struggle. Definitely. And, you know, I... I... I think Trey Lance, he's in, a, he's in a great position. He really is. I mean, you know, you can't learn from a better uh, mentor than a Kyle, you know, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, the, you know, the, the Niners are going to win or lose usually with their defense, and that's what I, I'm interested to see come regular season. You know, the loss of uh, Robert Soleil, uh, their defensive coordinator, who's got the head coaching job in New York. I, I just want to. I wonder how. Uh, how uh, San Fran's defense is going to react, uh, you know, losing uh, losing 
not only your defensive coordinator, but other coaches. Mike, tell them about the Be Connected mobile app and all the goodies you got. It's brand spanking new. A lot of really cool things. Index is live wagering. It's singing like a top. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's got pretty much any sport you could imagine. It's got uh, basically every soccer league from around the world, every baseball league around the world, uh, all professional hockey leagues, Sweden, Czech Republic, Belarus, uh, Russia. It's in it, in the, the crazy thing is we have in-game wagerings on all that tennis overseas. <laughs> uh, uh, there's in-game wagering on everything we take. Uh, great props, props on everything. Yeah, over a hundred props on every baseball game. Uh, you know, football props, hockey props. One of these days we'll have to go through. We have odds on the North. Oh, we will absolutely do that. We'll get you on, on yeah. Vegas Island. We're going to go. Vesna. Oh, we'll go through so all those good things. It, it, it's got, it's got everything. It's, That's it, awesome. It's loaded and. Uh, we're just uh, hopefully days away from adding uh, horse racing on it. Thank you, Mike, for doing this. We're up against a break. We're coming right back to SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Dana Lane in with us today. At Dana Lane Sports on Twitter at pickdogs.com. That's a hard one for me. Yeah, and then you add a Z at the end. Yeah. Glad to have you here, man. Thank you for doing this. Our buddy Stevie Slapshot, he'll be back on the beam with us tomorrow. Dana's sticking around for Vegas Hockey Hotline at KSHP.com. Top of the hour, Scott Farrell will join you, Sirius 204, and along the Sports Grid Radio Network. And don't forget, on weekends, we've got our college football edition, NFL edition of Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Mark Lawrence, Kenny White, a lot of great information. We're really excited about uh, the content we'll be able to provide Throughout the football season on the Sports Grid platform. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, week one preseason's in the books. I did, I did want to correct one thing, though. Sure. So, when I. Only one? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> when, when we're talking about fields and then we're talking about the situation in San Francisco, that's a, that's a completely different thing. I, I don't mean to, you know, say, hey, look, all these backups are going to be, you know, they're going to be starting quarterbacks. Because I, I think that is going to be the case in Chicago. I, I don't have a lot of – I mean, I've watched Andy Dalton for a lot of years. And I watched him when he was pretty good in Cincinnati because you need to be pretty good to make that team uh, you know, competitive on a weekly basis. But when he went to Dallas, that wasn't the same quarterback that we saw in Cincinnati. So I don't no, he's think – No, he's a game manager. And, and a lot of it has to do – with how they do as well, because with every week that goes by, if, if Chicago is dropping games, and it may only be one week, that fan base loves Justin Fields. But don't don't kid yourself. So they don't need to throw – Garoppolo is the starting quarterback in San Francisco. Yeah. And there's plenty of veteran quarterbacks on that roster in San Francisco. No, I'm with so you. I think, it's two separate I think things. Fields going to start. And – 
the, there's the difference. But the benefit he has, Andy Dalton is worth his weight in gold to prepare this kid. I'm serious. I mean, he's been around the league. He's going to sit there. He's going to help him read coverages. And the stuff he's going to do for him in the quarterback room and on the bench and on the sidelines as games are unfolding, Andy Dalton's like another coach on the field. I mean, that, that's a great, great move for the Bears to get him. All four of those, all four of the, the uh, um, quarterbacks in San Francisco, I mean, that's a great scenario because all four of them have – between Rosen and Sudfeld, all four of them have, and of course Garoppolo, have experience. I don't think you need to throw Trey into the mix as quickly as you need to throw Justin Fields into the mix. And Fields, I mean, give him a lot of credit because I like I like guys that kind of are, they talk outside the box. And when Justin says, yeah, you know, I thought the NFL was a little bit slower. <laughs> you know, he may not, he may that think that, or, or was slow. Um, he may not think that in week three or week four uh, or when he has to go into uh, hostile territory. But for now, I like that kind of talk coming from my, my quarterback, and I think the fan base is, it does as well. Well, the one thing we saw here, we talked about this all last week, the Raiders, Nathan Peterman might be the new Chase Daniels. Colt McCoy guy. I mean, in the preseason, Peterman puts up numbers. Peterman looked really good for the Raiders. And he ain't going to see the light of day. I mean, he, he may be, in a, I don't know if it's a practice squad guy, do they carry two or three quarterbacks? You know it's Carr and Mariota. But Peterman keeps proving he can move the football, uh, in the especially in the preseason. And he just got thrown, thrown to the wolves and had – a couple of just nightmarish regular season outings. One, he got destroyed by the Ravens, and then he had the train wreck against the Chargers where he's throwing pick six after pick six. But he's a decent NFL quarterback, and with maturity, I would give him a shot somewhere that he could up the ante and, and be a really solid, trustworthy backup. I mean, I think Gruden loves him. He's still here. But he's the guy, you can bet on him in the preseason. Well, just going back to, um, just going back to the Cowboys. I mean, this is a team that, whether you're looking at Garrett or Danucci, I don't think the, their backup quarterback is on that roster right now. They're going to wait till the waiver wire comes out at the end of the month. They're going to pick somebody up, but what a luxury it is for the Raiders to have three guys that can run your offense efficiently. When Dallas is still trying to find two, and one of them, you know, and their starter is hurt. Because it is panic time, right, Brian? And you are right in Dallas. If Prescott cannot be the guy to start 15 games. I, okay, I'm not, honestly, I'm not poking the bear here. I, I know. I mean, I'm being dead serious with you. I think it's more perilous than a lot than people are talking about with Prescott. That sounds like something that could continue to rear its ugly head. You know, hopefully he gets all the way back and it's a nothing burger. But like you said, with the backups, no one's losing sleep over the Cowboys' backups. But if you're fearful that this Prescott thing has the potential to be nagging, well, let's just call it, say that, 
nagging to the point where he's not playing good or that maybe he needs more time to rest. You can't be squandering weeks in a regular season. Might the Cowboys not be looking to pick somebody up off the waiver? And I don't need, I'm not even sitting here saying who it might be, but might Jerry Jones, might they ponder making a deal for a quarterback in the next week or I, two? I think anything is possible because if you would say, okay, Dak is going to be healthy for a full season, you could pencil the Cowboys in as a postseason team if they can stop the run and if they get better secondary play, which they look like that's going to happen. I mean, it's the, the competition that they're having. Well, they're and, the favorite to win the division. Well, I mean, okay, they I are. hope so. Well, <laughs> I, hope I mean, so. they because are. Because there's nobody else in that division. I mean, you could talk to me about the Redskins and how great their defense is. That's true. But there is nobody in that division that should, if everything plays out the way it should play out on paper, that should challenge the Cowboys for that division. I don't, I don't, I just, you know, Barkley up in the air. I mean, there is nothing there. It's outside that division. And this has always been the bugaboo of the Cowboys. Once you get outside that and you start having to play the Packers and you start having to play, you know, San Francisco and Tampa Bay, and we'll find that out week one, where are you in relation to those teams? And I think that that is, if the Cowboys are a team that's able to stop the run, which they absolutely did not do last year, and they don't even have to be good, they just have to be okay, they're going to win that division by two games. But it's, yes, do I think they're a playoff team? Absolutely. Prescott does not play. This team is going to struggle to sniff 500. But you also have to like break down the schedule and sit there and go, okay, they're probably walking into a buzzsaw in the opener against the Bucks. I'm not saying they're not without a chance. Then week two, they're on the road at the Chargers. I think they could lose both of those games. I think the, where they go you, on, but you know the zero and two number for sure. Is Even with Prescott, not I think good. they could lose those two. I mean, it's zero and two. It's is it like eighty seven percent of the time you miss the playoffs. Well, I know a team that went zero and two and won a Super Bowl. I get it. Okay, so I, I and believe me, I I know people. Are but li- but, li- but literally, literally, okay. So even if you lose, I okay. You split the first two. You're doing a car wheel. But then, then the Cowboys have the Eagles. I think that's and, where and, you go on your run. But at home, you've got the Eagles, Panthers, and Giants, and you probably you got a chance, a legitimate chance, maybe even likely that they win those three games. Yes. But the problem is, if this Prescott thing is an issue early in the season, if Prescott is an issue, that's then why, every game becomes a toss. Well, that's why I'm saying you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna get it done with this Danucci kid. So might they go? Well, it's going to be Garrett. Garrett Gilbert's going to be. Uh, okay. Well, you, okay. I guess the point is, There's if you're really fun. worried about Prescott, see, I always, and this ain't pick on on the Cowboys day. I just think a lot of teams just underestimate. You spend five million dollars on a guy who may never play, but having that guy there, a quality backup, is the difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. It was Somebody's got to keep the ship afloat. It was the difference for Dallas. And not only it's not only do you physically have to keep the ship afloat, but you got to keep guys. I mean, people checked out. I, I, Twenty-one checked out last year when his best friend checked out. 
They, it, it, you throw everything out of out of sync, and nobody played well when Dak Prescott went out. And oh, by the way, defensively they were horrible with Dak Prescott. How Dak helps is to keep the offense on the field a little bit longer so the defense doesn't have to go out there and continuously prove itself. Now, there's a lot of guys out there right now that I think are going to be fantastic for the Cowboys. I think this candidate kid is going to be, you know, that's a great pickup. I think KZ coming over from Atlanta is a is a tremendous pickup. I think their secondary is going to be better. I'll tell you, Brian, when you really break it down the one guy that needs to be great or one or two guys it is vander esch it definitely is the guy that needs to go back to the way he used to be but he really is just a a sean lee in another uniform well if well if you get the combo of vander esch and parsons you got something no michael parsons is gonna be great he yeah, really he's, is. he looks the part I mean, he's the real deal and you know, Jalen has to start playing better. I don't know what happened with him. I, I know he had a huge injury at Notre Dame. Everybody, you know, passed on him. The Cowboys took a chance. His first couple of years in Dallas, I mean, they couldn't say enough uh, good things about him. Uh, but mentally, he just looks like he is checked out and he's horrible in coverage. And uh, you just can't have him out there in passing situations anymore. So for, for Dallas, they definitely have – you know, depth at the center position is a need. I don't know where you know McGovern's going to play. I know they're they're switch, sw- switching them around between, um, you know, the the um, they're switching switching guys on the defense and offensive line around to see where they're going to be more effective. Uh, but that linebacker core has to be the the focus point of the Cowboys uh, because what happens too defensive end wise. You know, what happens if there's injuries at, at that position? And that's what's killed Dallas, too. They, there's no – when you can't get any pressure on a quarterback, you, you're really leaving your secondary, who is poor already, out to dry. Well, depth is a big deal. And that's the thing when you're doing the deep dive on teams because injuries happen a lot in football, is what kind of depth do they have? Yeah, DeMarcus Ware has had a big year. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Dana Lane's in studio with us today. Head to the top of the hour. Scott Farrell will be with you on the Sport Grid platforms. We'll stick around. We'll have Vegas Hockey Hotline for you. KSHP.com. Don't forget, Super Contest Weekend over at the Westgate, August 27th. We'll be doing Sportsbook Radio in the Superbook and the Golf Tournament on the 28th. Come in, sign up for the contest, and be there Saturday night. I always emcee the thing with Jay Cornegate. They're giving away 10 entries to the Super Contest on August 28th. Football's coming fast. To Marcus Lawrence, by the way. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, putting a lid on Sportsbook Radio. 
Series 204, Sports Grid Radio Network. Scott Farrell's coming up at the top of the hour. We're going for it. Preseason football's coming. College football. Dana Lane, PickDogs.com, at Dana Lane Sports on Twitter. College football, August 28th. Kind of ease our way. You know, a bunch of games Thursday, Friday with big spreads. But that first full Saturday of college football, buddy, that we're off to the races. Uh, it's it's you spend probably two or three months wishing you had something else, you know, just something to dig into. Because you remember you romanticize about the, the large college basketball card or the large college football card. But then when it's here, you realize, oh, man, I got a lot of work to do. So when, when that starts, you start thinking about, man, I remember how great June and July were. How challenging do you believe this college football season will be, let's just say the first month, with – a lot of teams that played three, four games last year, transfer portals, new quarterbacks all over the place. How long or how big, I guess, would be this? How big is the learning curve going to be? Well, I mean, yeah, that really depends on the program. I mean, you you hit it right on the head. I mean, some of these, like Purdue, what did they play, three games last year? I mean, it is really difficult. It's difficult just going from year to year. And saying, okay, well, how is this turnover going to affect at least week one before I can see something? Because up until that point, we didn't have the luxury of preseason games in college football. We we have to rely on, you know, their their spring game. I mean, there's nothing, and you know, that's a control game anyway. So it's really that first week is the week that you go in, knowing the least amount that you will all year. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty wild. It'll be interesting to see how big the power ratings and the lines change from week to week, week one, week two, week three. Great stuff at Dana Lane Sports on Twitter, pickdogs.net.com, pickdogs.com. Sorry. Yeesh. Hello. We're sticking around. we got Vegas Hockey Island. It's coming up in the on-deck circle. And Scott Farrell will be with you along the network. Thanks for joining us on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. (laughs) 